Choir, sometimes I wonder if uh, you got access to my laptop and you're reading my sermons ahead of time or something. Get it on Facebook, Cambridge Analytica, whatever. (laughs) Thank you, choir, as always. I want to focus our attention this morning on John's Gospel passage, but in particular on verse 14 of that long passage we read there. Uh, Just to refresh your memories, here's what verse 14 says. I have given my disciples your word, and the world has hated them, Because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. In this verse, Jesus is praying for his disciples, and he's acknowledging the tough road ahead that they are going to face. You see, because of what the disciples have been taught by Jesus, and because of their commitment to living out his ways, they're going to be hated by the world at times. They're going to be persecuted and disconnected from the dominant culture of their day. And Jesus is concerned about this fact. He's praying on the disciples' behalf because he knows that the way ahead is going to be difficult. And so as modern-day followers of Jesus, modern-day disciples, you and me, we know this is to be true as well. It's tough work being a Christian in the world today because we live by a different script than the rest of society. Those outside the church often hate us. They persecute us, or at the very least, they just don't understand us. But this is our calling. This is our mission. We live by a different script. We live by the teaching and ways of Jesus because that's the way God created us to live. Now, this is tricky, this is difficult. Living by the script that Jesus has given us is not always easy. And so we're going to be really digging into these themes a lot today to try and figure out just exactly what this means. I've titled my sermon, Living by a Different Script. Please pray with me. May the words of my lips and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord. Send your living word to walk amongst us now, to challenge our assumptions, to set our hearts ablaze, and to make us whole again. Amen. The great biblical scholar Walter Brueggemann published a very short and yet very important document in 2004. He called it his 19 Theses. And in these 19 short paragraphs, Brueggemann lays out the predicament currently facing our society and the importance of the church to address this predicament through ministry and the scriptures. Brueggemann begins by arguing that all people live by a script. Either implicitly or explicitly, every person follows some sort of script, some sort of program for their life. And it's based on a number of different factors. And from here, Brueggemann argues that the dominant script of our society, the one that we get from advertising and from entertainment, it's a script that tells us that technological advances, military conquests, and purchasing products will save us and make us happy. Obviously, this script fails us in the end. Our society is deeply unhealthy because of our commitment to this technological, militaristic, consumerist story 
that we are fed. The script says that military power and might are of paramount importance. By dominating and controlling the global stage, by imposing our values on other nations, by putting America first in every and all situations, that we will somehow ensure our safety and well-being. In short, society's script says that our destiny is to be all-powerful. But the script goes on. The script also says that there's always a clear and clean answer. There's no problem that cannot be solved by another technological advancement. Information is king. By building and expanding and developing more and more technology, we will never be without the knowledge that we deserve. In short, society's script says that our destiny is to become all-knowing. And the script says one more thing. The script also says that through buying products, we will be able to overcome whatever it is that we lack. Through purchasing and consuming the endless supply of new products that our technologies are always churning out, we will be able to somehow fill whatever emptiness we sense in our life. In short, society's script says that our destiny is to become all-possessing. Think about it. All-powerful, all-knowing, all-possessing. This is the story that we're told. And it's obviously a big problem. Hold that thought. Church, there is a very old piece of Jewish wisdom. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called the book of Genesis. And in the book of Genesis, the author seeks to describe the original human problem in this way. This is what he writes. He says that there was a serpent who said to Adam, If you eat that apple over there, you will become like God. The book of Genesis teaches us that the greatest human struggle, the original human mistake, is our tendency to believe that we can become like God. And here we are, thousands of years later, and we are being fed a script that says our destiny is to become all-knowing, all-possessing, and all-powerful. Friends, the message that our society is feeding us gets at the very heart of what it means to be human. The original human sin, the struggle that lives at the core of our being is this longing to become like God. And that is why our society's script is so provocative and so destructive. Something within each of us wants to become like God. And so we are enticed by the opportunity to become more powerful and more controlling, more knowledgeable, more possessing. And yet in the end, don't we know that this script just leaves us feeling empty? We need a different script to live by. And thankfully, church, that's exactly what Jesus came to offer us. Let's look at the gospel reading again for this morning and hear how Jesus describes his work. Turn with me to John chapter 17, and we'll start at verse 14 there. Jesus says these words in a prayer to his Father in heaven. Jesus says, Lord, I have given them, your disciples, your word. And the world has hated them 
because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in truth. Friends, Jesus gave his disciples God's word. He says it right there in his prayer. He gave them a new script to live by. A script that emphasizes humility and self-sacrifice. A script that emphasizes caring for the outcasts and loving your neighbor and trusting God above all else. This is how Jesus lived and this is how Jesus taught his disciples to live. It's the new script that he's given us. But church, this is the situation. Jesus has given us this script and meanwhile, our society broadcasts a message of idolatry. We're told from the moment that we arrive on this earth that our destiny is to become all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-possessing. We're told that we can become like God. Just as Adam and Eve were told by the serpent that eating that fruit will make them like God. But all Adam and Eve got was this huge helping of shame and a one-way ticket out of paradise. And isn't that also what happens to us? when we too closely listen to what society is telling us to be and become. We're just left guilty and ashamed and so far from paradise. The evil one, friends, is still playing games with us in 2018. In verse 15, Jesus prays that we will be protected from the evil one because Jesus knows that there is going to be constantly forces peddling us with other scripts. Church, we need to be honest about this reality. It's not easy being a Christian in 2018. There are so many messages out there trying to convince us that we need more power, more freedom, more stuff. But the solution isn't for us to just run away and hide out somewhere safe. No, no, we have to remain in this world. Jesus prays specifically. He says, God, do not take the disciples out of your world. No, 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 no. Because our job is to help the world see an alternative. Our job is to give the world this life-giving script that Jesus first gave to us. And so here's how we do that. It's, it's actually really simple. All we do day after day, is we practice our faith. We practice living out the ways of Jesus. Spend time talking to God. Spend time reading your Bible. Spend time enjoying God's creation. Spend time just listening in the silence for what God might have to say. These careful, slow, sometimes mundane practices are how we tune our lives to the script that Jesus gave us. These practices help us cultivate the care and the humility and the love that Jesus modeled for us. These practices will keep us from falling prey 
to the other messages that the evil one is constantly sending our way. Now, it's like this. You need an analogy to fully understand what I'm talking about. It's like when Michael Jordan won the 1997 NBA championship. Let me explain. Let me explain. You've probably all seen a video at some point in your life, or maybe you watched it. I watched it live. Of this shot. The last shot that Michael Jordan took in a Bulls uniform. It's an iconic moment, and it always makes its way onto all sorts of basketball highlight videos. But let me set the scene for you. It's game six of the NBA Finals. They're playing in Utah against the Jazz, and the Bulls are trailing by one point. There's 15 seconds left, and Jordan had just stolen the ball from Karl Malone. And so he's slowly bringing the ball up the court so the clock will run down. And with seven seconds left, Jordan makes his move. He drives right hard, quickly stops at the top of the key, crosses over to his left, and shoots a perfect jumper as his defender falls. The ball falls through the hoop. And the game is over. (laughs) It was the last shot Michael Jordan made in a Chicago Bulls uniform, and it won the Bulls their sixth NBA championship. But a funny thing happened when Jordan took that shot. He held his follow-through for an extra second. You've seen the video. You probably remember this. Even after the ball had fallen through the hoop, Jordan was still on his tiptoes with his hand held high. And so after, a game, after the game, a reporter asked him, like, what were you doing? Were you trying to rub it in? Were you posing there? What was that about? And Jordan refuted these comments and said, no, 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 no. He wasn't posing. He was really tired. And so he knew that he had to get the fundamentals right. This is the most important shot of his entire career, and he couldn't mess it up. All of those jump shots, those thousands of millions of jump shots that he had practiced up to that point, all of the different coaches throughout his lifetime who told him, remember to hold your follow-through. That's what was going through Jordan's head during game six of the NBA Finals. Michael Jordan practiced and practiced and practiced until basketball became second nature for him. And yet, at the most important moment, the script that he had been relentlessly practicing was running through his head. And so he knew just what to do at the moment that he needed it. Church, that's why we practice our faith too. The evil one is trying to sell us a different script. But we know that the truth comes from the Lord. Jesus has shown us a different way to live, and Jesus is trusting in us to show the world this different way of life. And so we're called to practice our faith. We will read our Bibles. We will come to Sunday morning worship. We will pray throughout our day. We will sit silently and listen for God's guidance so that we know exactly what to do when we are faced with life's most difficult moments. Friends, God has given us the script. Love your neighbor as yourself. Care for the orphan and the widow. Have no other God but God. This is the best way to live. This is the full, complete, and whole way to exist in this world. And Jesus is praying that we will follow him in these ways that we will practice our faith day after day so we know just what to do 
when the going gets tough. So that we can show others how good a life lived in Christ can be. Amen.